What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. And we're back. Did you miss us? We're back. Guess who's back? Back again. Case Watch back. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. 603-212-4600 text and voicemail line. Also, Douchesaurus. I think we need to see that a little more on Apple Podcasts. Love it. Five-star review. Apple Podcasts. Search Case Watch True Crime Podcast and leave a five-star review. Oh, and Douchesaurus. So I figured we would uh, kick this episode off with a little best of the week in the Case Watch Crime yes. Group. So I have one that I can't stop watching. What is it? Uh, Erica Schmidt shared one that says, I know this isn't rollerblades, but this one makes me giggle just the same. This is my niece's ex having a wonderful morning. Oh, no. And it is a security cam footage of him walking outside and falling on some ice. Oh, my God. Absolutely love it. <laughs> and the fact that he's the ex of his or her niece makes it even better. I know. That's awesome. Love it. Do you know what I love? What's that? So Emily posted in there. Um, it's a picture of the Night Stalker, and somebody had wrote, yeah. maybe if we didn't give serial killers such cool names like the Night Stalker, and we instead called them the Small Peepee Killer, we'd have less serial killers. I think whoever made this meme is onto something. You think they're onto something? Oh my I do God. too. Like the Butterfaced Butcher. <laughs> Butterfaced butcher. I like that one. That's a good one. The ugly axe wheeler. 
the smelly breathed I don't know what. You're on a roll. <laughs> this know. is good. Yeah, booger face something. <laughs> a booger face. <laughs> Listen up, pepperoni yeah. face. Extremely unattractive killer. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no. now you're stretching. Guys, uh, come up with some though. Danelle posts. So, Mark Beaudry. How much can your Stellar Blades be bought for? <laughs> also, why did Kristen let you delete those videos? Well, A, she didn't let me. I just deleted them. And B, uh, 100 bucks. I'll let them go for 100 I'll take a little bit of a loss on them. Oh, my God. Somebody here in the Crime Creep group <laughs> could have those, th- those bad Larrys, plus shipping. I'm not paying to ship them. They're expensive. Oh. Okay. Mark, a lot of people... Um, are with you and they sympathize and say that they too also shopped in the Husky size section when they were younger. We have a lot of cool people in this group. We sure do. Barbara posted a meme. Actually, it's more of a picture seen on the New York City subway only in New York. (gasps) I saw And it looks like, you know, a swimming pool and I think that's a woman fully naked in it. Oh, she's totally. Or she's in a bathing suit that's very skimpy. A bathing suit? Are you hungry, Mark? I wish I was in a baking suit. (laughs) Oh, Mark smothered in bacon. Would you eat your bacon. own skin? I would. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tanya says, hey, y'all. New to the Facebook group, but been a longtime crime creep. Love y'all and Mark and Charity. Well, we love you as well. We do. Oh, this is a good one. <gasps> Can I say mine first? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so Kate posted a picture of self-defense gloves for ladies in, from London in 1850, and she said, "I wonder what stories these could tell." Ooh, I know. I know. This is one that's you know aimed right at me, I think, and really could help me out at the studio. Oh, okay. Christina Randall posted one that says, "Dear Ghost, <gasps> if yes. you can move shit around and flicker lights, then you can use a mop." Yeah, I know. Why don't that? You know what? That is an excellent question. Whenever there is a haunting. Like, what if the person haunting is, excuse me, what if the ghost that's haunting you. Did I say person? What if the ghost that is haunting you used to be the grounds cleaner for that specific place? Wouldn't they still be cleaning? I would think so. So why don't we ever hear about ghosts that clean? I'm looking into this. I got it too. I yeah. mean, in my studio has got like 6,200 square feet. So oh my God, it'd be so helpful. Get down and start cleaning that place. Tell that little boy to get hopping. I like this one. Kimberly posted one that's like, I thought y'all would appreciate this. I always say if anything happens, I would look suspicious. And it's a like a medical alert bracelet <gasps> that says, delete yes. my browser history. Yes, I said I, I absolutely need one of those. I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Oh, here's the one. So so Dawn, Dawn posted, Sliders was the show yes. that she was talking about, and Jerry O'Connell was on it. I only saw an episode or two. So, yes, she wasn't. She wasn't crazy, our caller. She was definitely onto something. There was a show called Sliders. I got a good one. Walter, our boy Walter. Oh, he posts some funny stuff. I wonder what these onions did to anybody. I know. It's a picture of a roast beef sub <laughs> with criminalized onion relish. I have seen some funny pictures of stuff that are spelt wrong in convenience stores and that's, shopping stores. That one's that's good. Awesome. That one's so good. Oh, Savannah posted a picture of her um, her horsey. Oh yeah, I see it right there. Yeah, so cute. All right, to finish it off, Kelsey Rogers says Augustus Gloop. 
I'm with Mark. I could swan dive into that vat of chocolate. I love it. Look at this right here. You remember oh, that? that? That's me. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. There's so many people. You guys said great. So so many laughs on here. There is. You guys don't know what you're missing. And if you're sitting here listening to us read this stuff out loud and saying, I don't see any of this on your Casebook, you know, Case Watch podcast page. Right. You're not going to. This is our private group. It's called the Case Watch Crime Creeps. It's free to join. Yep. I have to do search for it on, on Facebook. And you request to join. And myself or Charity or one of our other moderators will let you in. Yep. And all the thing that we ask is have fun. Absolutely. Spread the crime creepy words. Hey, Mark. Oh, boy. Shonda posted, and she posted the two minions, and it says, I just stepped on a cornflake. Now I am an officially I am officially a serial killer. I've seen that one. That one is so good. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh. I like this. All right. I know I said all done, but I have one more. And this is from Kelly Simino. If I remember right, is one of my hometown Claremont peeps. It says for Mark for Father's Day, and it says I love you, Dad, a whole lot. And it's a cat bent over with its cute little butthole. I tagged, I tagged Aubrey in that. Did you? Yes. Oh, you did. <laughs> I love it. And did you see um, what Amy posted? What's that? The kitty using the toilet. I did see that one. That's pretty cool. That reminds me, though, of <laughs> what was it? Meet the parents where Jinx the cat was using yes. the toilet, and he gets you know blamed for. Yep. <laughs> Causing the leak. Yep. I love it. I do remember that. All right, Charity. When you laugh less, deb, 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 no. Oh, he, you're leaving that in. I'll leave that in. You leave right. that in, sister. When, sister? <laughs> I knew that would get you. <laughs> Hold up. Like, I, I'm like thrown off there. I know. I love it. I love doing that to you. All right. When you last left the podcast off, we were starting to get into some action. So take it away. Let me just finish doing the robot. You are doing a pretty good robot. Watch this. Okay. That reminded me. Oh, my God. That was so cool. Do you remember those balls that used to? Whoa, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let me fix that. So I don't know what they're called. They're like oh, a, yes. a Newton's Law ball. Where you, kind of like how you just punch the microphone. Yes, and it hits them and they, they, they yes. keep continuously going. Yes. I don't know what they're called. I think they're like continual motion balls. Yeah, that's I'm, what I'm afraid to put that in Google because I'm afraid what of what is. I'm going to see. That's what my arm is. If people could only see what you're doing right now, um, aren't I good at? I'll afterwards I'll stand up and I'll do it fully for you because I do it really good. You're doing really good just sitting and doing it. Oh my god. Yep. See, you learn something new about me every day, Mark. I do. It's odd. It is. It's always something odd. You yes. are correct. <laughs> never in my never. Ever would it be something that charity's new skill is something that's like could better the world or anything? No. It's like, watch this how I could like move my arm this way and like be able to flick the backside of my ear. Like, how do you discover you can do these weird things? I can wiggle my ears too. Any cre- you have creeps? shown me yeah. this. Oh, I have. I have. I'm seen very this. proud of that. <laughs> okay. You are. Last episode, we met Richard Conningham. Richard came from a good Catholic family and had what seemed to be a pretty normal childhood. When he was 12, his family moved to New Jersey. As the new kid, he had a hard time making friends. So he hung out with his mother, doing housework, and stayed in his room a lot. He became oddly fixated with homing pigeons. He went on to, he went <laughs> on to high school, where he, was more expe- was, where he was more accepted. He ran long-distance track and was good at it. He graduated high school and started working on computers taking computer classes at night. 
He then got a job working for an insurance company while still working part-time with computers. He had a girlfriend that he married and had three children. He was living the dream, the dream of a double life. On one side, he was known as a family man. On the other side, he was a sexual sadist and murderer, killing young women. When we left off, he had abducted and attempted to kill a young woman named Karen. The only problem was Karen didn't die. He accidentally let her live. So was that a good, a good catch up? Did That's a good? good one. Not only are you doing my kid's case, you're doing her suggestion and she yes. loves it. She's like double bonus. Yep. I'm going to go out on a limb and it's not a swear if I say it this way. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Richard, he's a real dick. Richard is a dick. Yeah. Like, literally. I mean, he's a dick. He's I mean, that's, that's his nickname. He's literally a dick. Yeah. Still not caught seven months after his last attack on a woman, Richard was at it again. October 10th, 1978, he went to 8th Avenue looking for a prostitute. Susan Gager was working her usual spot when Richard asked if she was available. Susan was five feet tall, weighing under 100 pounds, just like his last victim. Susan was also pregnant, but it didn't say how far along she was. She told Richard that she was already booked up for the night. He tried to bribe her with $200, but she wouldn't budge. She did, however, give this deranged man her phone number and told him to call her to set up a date for another time. Oh, boy. He called her and set up a meeting for the next night. They met in front of a hotel, and Richard took the woman to Flanagan's Tavern. He told her his name was Jim, which obviously was a lie. But he told her he was married with young children and lived in New Jersey, but worked with computers in New York. Why would he tell the truth about that? Yeah, he's got the whole truth, but the fake name. It's, it's like he's toying almost like with yeah. himself. Like I'm using some real parts of my life and I'm not getting caught still. He's really full of himself. Quote unquote, Jim had a ton of cash on hand and told Susan that he was he won huge gambling, flashing the money in front of her, trying to impress her. Susan got up to, to use the bathroom, and when she returned, there was a drink on the table waiting for her. A screwdriver, to be exact. Have you ever had a screwdriver? I, I'm not a huge alcoholic. I've never... <laughs> you're just no. a regular alcoholic? No, I, I mean, I really don't. <laughs> so people that know me, like you, you especially, don't. like I don't drink at no. all, so... No. I've never had a screwdriver. I don't know what's in it, but I know it's... I think it's, there's a lot of alcohol. It's pretty strong, I think, from what I understand. I'm going to go off the name right. and say, like, yeah, it's probably going to screw you up. Anyways, he instructed her to stir the drink continuously with her straw. So she did. Of course, mix that drug in I put in there. Mm -hmm. Little did she know she was stirring up the drugs he had, out, he had put in it. As soon as she took a few sips, she started to feel dizzy. Susan remembers parts of the night, but not much. She remembers Richard helping her into his car. She thought it was a light-colored older Thunderbird. As soon as she was in the car, she passed out, only coming in and out of consciousness a few times. She remembers some of the sexual assault. Apparently, Richard used a green garden hose to whip her. Ooh. Like, where? Why? Are you, I, I, I just have no words. Like, I don't. Well, this is something that we learned quite a few cases ago. When these people continue on, basically, all right, how can we say it so it's not weird, sick, or gross? There's people that have, like, addictive personalities where... All right, well, let's get into the whole BDSM thing that everyone keeps telling me that I'm missing out on. When you're younger and you first start having sex, like that's enough for you. And then that, people's minds, some people, it's that way their whole life. Right. And then some people, they're like, all right, this is cool. Now it's boring. So now they'll start something new and yep. then they'll start something new. So this guy's mind is continuing. Well, he, to me, it looks like 
in this, I think is you're saying the similar thing that he cannot, it takes more and more for him to yeah, get aroused. Exactly. So, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It was violent sex, then it turned to murder. Now it's violent and murder sometimes, sometimes not, inflicting pain. Yeah, it's, yeah, he, he just can't get it up. He's got to keep upping himself. Yep. She remembers having no strength due to the drugs and not being able to fight back. The next day, October 12th, was when the drugs finally wore off and it would be afternoon time when she came to. She realized she was in a motel room on the floor. This motel was the airport motel in South Hackensack, New Jersey, room 28 to be exact. Richard stole everything of value from her, including her gold earrings. This monster viciously pulled her earrings out, ripping through her ear. <gasps> oh, my God. Ow. Yep. Susan- Sorry, that sound probably sounded like a really weird noise, but that no, was my like, stomach hitting the floor. Susan was in very bad shape. She had scratches all over her face and her lip was bleeding. The poor woman was bleeding from her vagina and her rectum. Ow. Her face, her mouth, and of course, he tore into her chest, biting into her breast savagely. I have thought maybe he beat these last two women inches from their lives, but left them alive to prove he could still get away with these horrible crimes, even with witnesses. I think it might be onto something. I think so. Because he gave it, them information he, and everything. Yes. And, and almost like, it's almost like a taunting. Are they going to give that information to the police and, or are they not? Because they're going to be afraid yep. of coming after them I think again. You're, I think you're on to something there. is it a turn on the fear these women will have now, him still not being found and they're still alive. That could be a turn on too. You're ringing the bell. I think you got it. Ring, ring, ring. Believing he was fully above the law and untouchable is what I think he thought. Yeah. Susan was able to gather enough strength to put her shirt on and exit the motel room, barely being able to walk. She made it as far as the motel parking lot and fell to the ground. Thank goodness police captain John Edgar was in the area and saw the, the, the beaten up slate of a thing. So she was tiny, 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 tiny. And she was just visually looked horrendous. Unbelievable. She was still disoriented by the drugs she had been given, but was able to give Captain Agar her name and told him everything she could about what happened to her. Captain Agar went into room 28 to investigate the scene. It was clear an attack had taken place. Some of Susan's clothes were still in the room thrown, thrown about. A few of the woman's fake nails that must have broken off were in view. The bed was unmade and there were two motel towels that looked used. Captain Agar instructed other officers to take all items in to be examined. Maybe they would find something that would lead them to Susan's attacker. The captain then drove the beaten woman to Hackensack Hospital. 
This was the same hospital that Karen, Karen Schilt had been brought to. Susan's blood was tested, and shockingly, the same exact drugs were found in her blood that were found in Karen's blood. All of Susan's injuries were well documented. She had deep cuts all over her face and neck. Both of her thighs were badly bruised, and she had bruising all over her bum. Her breasts were torn apart, and there was one more. There was more than one deep bite mark on them. As I said before, it's almost better that these two women were drugged before they were attacked. Having to deal with the aftermath is bad enough, but having to relive every moment would make the ordeal even more horrific. He's almost branding them, too, when he's biting them. Yes. Almost like you're part of my property. Yeah. Oh, because it left scars. Oh, I I bet. Some some of the stuff I read, it it actually detailed, like, nipples almost being bitten completely off. Like, this guy is savage. And it just, oh. So gross. The towels from the motel were tested, and semen was found. Forensic, forensic scientists. The ones on boats? No, these are the other seamen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just making sure I understood you. Yeah. Forensic scientists were able to determine that the attacker had O-type blood by testing this little deposit of his. Deposit. That's good. <laughs> I like what you did there. They are starting to, to collect some evidence, but at this point, there are still no suspects. Susan and Karen must have been petrified thinking about their t- that their attacker might attack them again. Talk about PTSD. That's what I was right? saying before. You... And not to mention, you know, she was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. She's not going to want to work and do her job. No. Because that's all she's going to think of. She's going to be like, he knows where I, where I stand. He knows. You yeah. know. Oh, my God. It's horrible. I don't. That's another thing that aggravates me. We said it in the last episode, too, that pe- or maybe in this episode, people look down upon. Yeah. And it's not right. like that. It's not right. Who are you to judge anybody? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's their body. Let them do whatever and they they're want. And they're working. Yep. Richard checked into yet another motel on November 29th. This was the Travelin Motel Lodge on 515 West Street in Manhattan. He checked in using the name Carl Wilson and said he lived on Anderson Place in Merlin, New Jersey. This was an address that did not actually exist. Regardless, he was given the key to room 417. As soon as Richard entered room 417, he put the do not disturb sign on the door. Staff later said that he hardly left his room. Okay, this next part's going to get a little dicey. Okay. Smoke and ash were noticed in the hallway of the fourth floor at the motor lodge on December 2nd. Just as the smoke was being noticed, something else was noticed when looking back. A man carrying a large bag rushed through the lobby and out the front door. This man had bushy eyebrows, a freshly shaven face, and brown hair. The fire department was called... And upon arrival, they were able to determine that the smoke was coming from room 417. The firefighters ran the door and entered the smoke-filled room. They could make out two separate burned bodies, each on a twin bed. So there were two twin beds in the motel room. Oh. They could vaguely, through the smoke, see that there was a body on each bed. A fireman that had been on the force for 15 years grabbed one of the bodies, hoping to save a life. He had this to say. This is just... I was preparing to give mouth-to-mouth resuscitation when I suddenly noticed there was no head. Oh. To add to the horror, the firemen then noticed both of this deceased woman's hands were cut off also. This veteran fireman was so traumatized by this scene, he had to have trauma counseling. The other body was also a woman, and her head and hands were also cut off. Once the flames were put out, the firefighters realized that this was a crime scene, one in which unspeakable things took place. Investigators went over the crime scene inch by inch. They wanted to catch the monster who did this. 
Of course, the city was in an uproar, hearing the news of what was found in room 417. Was this monster just walking around the city like nothing happened? Um, that's exactly what this evil freak was doing, and I bet he was feeling pretty darn good about himself. Right. It was noted that all fingerprints were cleaned, but blood did remain on the beds. So he, he knew enough to wipe all the fingerprints, you know, so nobody would even, you know, he tried to burn the room, but, or did he? Here's my thing. Did he try it? Did he think he was actually going to burn the room down? No. I was just going to say that. Oh, hey, did he do it to get attention to the I think room? he got it to draw people there. Ugh. Here we are again. Each of the women's clothes were folded neatly side by side in the bathtub with their shoes perfectly sitting on top. He folded the clothing of the first victim he killed like this. Remember Nancy, the woman yep. found naked in the car with it's her clothes? new calling sign. Yep. Because the crime was so heinous, the police didn't know if there was one, if there was one or more killers. At the time, deputy, deputy, use your words, Charity. Oh, you made not. me leave mine in. I'm oh, leaving yours in. Come on. At the time, Deputy Chief Richard Nicastro had this to say: "We don't know if he's the one who rented the room. We are not ruling out the possibility that two men could have been involved." It was determined that the women had been sexually assaulted while they were still alive. Their bodies were full of bruises and lacerations. Both bodies had the signature vicious bite marks on the breasts. Each woman had been placed on a separate twin bed. Because of the amount of blood left on the beds, it was determined that this was where their heads were likely decapitated along with their hands. This is horrible. The woman's heads and their hands were not found in the room at all. Investigators also discovered that the bed sheets were set on fire and the bodies were doused with gasoline. Maybe in the hopes to burn the bodies of any evidence, but like you said, I think he wanted people to come. Oh yeah, he's not afraid. The women's bodies did have some burns, but there was still enough evidence to piece together what likely happened. The autopsies revealed that the women were killed at different times. Guys, this means that one of them had to watch the other die Knowing they were likely next. How terrifying. That's oh my horrible. God. One of the victims was identified as 23-year-old Didi Gudzari. Gudarzi, sorry. That's a name I love, Didi. Gudarzi. I think it's Didi. It's D-E-E-D-E-H. So it might be spelled different. I mean, it's pronounced differently. She was an immigrant from Kuwait. So I don't know if it, in, in her country it's pronounced. Probably something different. I'm sure it's done something different, but it's easy to say Didi. Yep. She was a sex worker that lived in Trenton, New Jersey, and took the train into the city to work. She, Mark, was described as a high-class sex worker and usually only did business in the ritzy hotels. I'm thinking that maybe she was more like a call girl opposed to a prostitute and maybe even had powerful clients. So she was an upper-scale yep. sex worker. I wonder what this dirtbag told her to convince her he was something special. The other victim was determined to only be around 16 years old. Oh, my God. Her identity was never determined, even to this day. She's still only known as Jane Doe. That, that is, just breaks my heart. Horrible. Like, nobody was even looking for her. Ugh. And so young. Mm. Marianne Sancanelli was a housekeeper at the Hasbrook Heights Quality Inn in New Jersey. On May 5th, 1980, Marianne was cleaning room 132. And noticed that one of the beds looked like it had never been slept in. It just looked like the bedspread had been moved a little bit. Like it, it had been just placed kind of off to the side. The other bed did look like it had been slept in. She went about her business and began to vacuum the room. When she got to the bed, 
that looked like it had been slept in. She tried to vacuum under it, but the vacuum kept hitting something. She lifted the bedspread and saw a dead body. Wow. Not what I thought was going to be there. This body belonged to Valerie Ann Street. Valerie was just 19 years old at the time of her death. She was a prostitute who had just arrived from Florida a few days before her murder. The police were called immediately to the scene. Valerie's fate was very brutal, just like the others. Skin was missing from her wrists as she had been handcuffed. She had leftover tape on her mouth where she had been gagged. She had two deep slices on her neck and her shins had been beaten. Oh yeah, and of course her chest had been ripped apart with the lovely bites. That's horrible. There were no clothes or anything that may have been Valerie's found in the room. The police were able to get one readable fingerprint off the handcuffs. The Bergen County Medical Examiner called Valerie's injuries, quote-unquote, bizarre and startling. Valerie checked into the hotel on May 4th, around 4-ish. She was last heard from at 10 the next morning when she called the front desk, letting them know she wanted the room for one more night. It is believed she was murdered right after the call. Richard's next victim was on May 12th. He picked up a prostitute, Pamela Weisenfeld, in New York and most likely drugged her before driving her to Teaneck, New Jersey. Richard proceeded to rape, beat, and torture Pamela. He then left her in a parking lot and police found her the next morning. She was beaten all over her body. She was swollen and bruised everywhere and had the bite marks ripped through her breasts. She was brought to the hospital and luckily survived the attack. I still can't understand why he's leaving some alive and he's killing others. It just doesn't make any sense. I find that odd too. Right? Like who, like to your point, what you were saying before, who, who do you decide or is it just in the moment? Right. Or why? Right. I'm so thrown off and confused by that. Right. Like, is he just, is he just in the moment and he gets to the point where he's not satisfied enough by just beating and he has to kill them? I don't know. It really makes you wonder. May 15th, 1980. Good day. I know. The FDNY was called to the Hotel Seville. This hotel was located on Fifth Avenue. The fire was put out, and yet another body was found. This body belonged to 25-year-old Jean Rayner. Just like Dee Dee, Jean was an upper-class sex worker. She would never have been seen in a cheap hotel like this one. She did still have her head and hands, but both of her breasts had been cut off. Up in the game. Holy crap. They were placed neatly on the headboard, to be found so they were left they were just left because he wanted them so this tells me that he definitely sets the fire for them to come find it oh yeah because this is the second time look what i've done yeah first i cut heads and hands off and now i'm cutting actual breasts off unbelievable horrible the police now had a nickname for these cases the midtown torso cases they knew gene was yet another victim with the same mo may 22nd 1980 was 18-year-old leslie ann odal Odell's unlucky day. She just moved to New York from Washington and was working as a prostitute at the bus station. Richard told the young girl his name was Tommy and took her to a bar where they enjoyed some drinks. He then told Leslie he was going to drive them to New Jersey where they could get a hotel room and have sex. They even stopped at a diner on the way and had a nice dinner. What an absolute gentleman. Yeah, I hear you. He's like actually taking her out on a date. After eating, Richard brought Valerie to the Quality Inn, the same place he had murdered Valerie Street 17 years, seven years, that's good, 17 days earlier. Holy crap. He's really wanting he, to get caught now. I don't think he wants to. I think he's he is that cocky that he thinks he is getting away with it. You might be right. I honestly think that. 
Richard did the checking in alone, and the two entered room 117 to enjoy some lovins, or so Leslie thought. Once comfortable, Richard pulled out a large knife and instructed Leslie to take her all her clothes off and lay on the bed. He got on top of her and told her if she made any sounds, he would slit her throat. He explained how much it turned him on to beat and torture women. He also explained how he had done this many times before. He kept calling her a whore and that she deserved that she was what she was going to get, that she needed to be punished. So in researching this, he looked down upon prostitutes in a major way. He it makes me wonder why. He thought they were disgusting and that what they did was gross. And so basically they deserved what he, how he treated them because he, treat, he was treating them quote unquote like the whore he thought they were. So usually there's a trigger that will instill that in somebody like your, your mom was a prostitute yeah, or he had none of this. your dad cheated on your mom with a prostitute. It makes me wonder if there's something, there's a missing piece here or something. I mean, there could be. There it could has be, to be. Oh, this could just be in his own ideals because he was brought up very religious. Yeah. So he married somebody also religious that got married in but a But you're Catholic also church. telling me this guy kills people. So like he, you get what I mean? Like right. you can't cover one sin with another sin. I well, I agree with that. Speaking from a normal, thinking about it in a normal way. Yeah, thou shall not kill. Thou shall not cover other other people's wives. Right. You like he's also cheating on his wife. Yeah. Which is also so like it's just something yeah, is weird. This there. doesn't apply to him. Yeah, he can pick and choose. That's right. right. He gets to pick and choose. Yep. You know? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yes, I know. It's just in my head that's a no- halfway normal one. It just doesn't add up. Do you see my face? I do. Okay. It was reported that he scraped her pre-sacral area before he raped her. The pre-sacral pl- space is the area between the rectum and the lowest part of your spine, which is called the sacrum. Oh. He scraped it with a knife. That How sick can you get? Good. I'm sure it was to inflict, inflict more pain. God. This guy's a sicko. Leslie was forced to perform oral sex on him or be killed. He cut into her sternum and scraped and stabbed her body. He also cut and bit her breasts. Of course he did. It's like he can't help himself. Richard made sure he not only handcuffed the 18-year-old hand behind her back. but I forgot al- she was 18. Only She's 18. going through all of this at 18 yep. years old. But he also handcuffed her ankles together. He treated her as a slave, making her lick his whole body, including his feet. Ugh. God. That's gross. He roughly and violently sodomized her. And she screamed in pain. But she didn't care because she was positive this useless excuse for a human being was going to kill her. So he told her to be quiet, but she was like, I was just going to say, she was like, F it, because you're going to kill me anyways. I know it. So what good is it going to be for me not to scream? Right. So, I mean, that's a, this, is a, this is a tough young girl here, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Some of the hotel workers heard her screams and called the police, thinking back to the previous murder at their hotel. So... <laughs> Of course they're going to think of that, right? One of the employees was so worried they knocked on the door. Richard told Valerie she better say everything was okay or he would kill her right then and there. She was asked if she was okay and she said yes, but her eyes said something different. So she kind of moved her eyes. I mean, I'm sure you could see her face too. I'm sure she was crying and she was beat and she... The hotel worker knew something very wrong was going on. If I on. was a hotel worker, I would have said, okay, and walked the other way, secured that area, and then called the cops. So Richard knew he was caught, so he took off, but didn't get far before the police nabbed him. Good. Here's what was on his person. Oh, boy. I always find these one interesting. He had a 
roll of tape, partially used, a gag. He had not one, but two slave collars. He had alcohol. He had handcuffs. He had the tunnel, 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 whatever that drug, the drug thing that he gave them. Right. I love it. He also had his trusty Kniffy and this is my favorite. He had a fake gun. <laughs> Thought that was a little odd. Right. That's like he had all those things. And all these real things and they could have fake a fake gun. gun. I'm like, okay. He only had this to say to police before asking for a lawyer. Ready? I, I do. Yes, this I'm ready. A, this is a quote. I have a problem with women. No shit. No crap. I mean. No crap. Are you serious? Oh. That's the statement of the universe. I have a problem with women. No, you're a sicko. I, I can't. When Richard's home was searched, they found his secret room in the basement. The one that nobody was allowed to go in. They found one of the victim's keys and many of the victim's jewelry, clo- jewelry, clothes, and shoes. He obviously kept these as mementos. Did I what say a that sicko. Right? Did yep, I, say- I did. did. <laughs> After his arrest... Janet took her, their three children and moved to upstate New York. The poor thing, I'm sure, I'm sure the press was all over her. Oh, yeah. There was clearly overwhelming evidence against Richard. And on August 15th, he was charged with triple homicide in New York for the murders of Jean Rayner, Dee Dee Gudarzy, and Jane Doe. You know what? I'm glad they still charged him for Jane Doe. I, I am too, Because she yeah. is a person, whether she's going to name her real name or not. On August 17th, he was indicted on 21 counts in New Jersey. His New Jersey trial began in June of 1981. On June 11th, Richard was convicted of 15 counts. Three days after his conviction, he tried to commit suicide by drinking six ounces of liquid antidepressant. No such luck, though, and he would live to hear his sentence of 173 to 197 years in jail with a, this is weird, $2,350 fine on top of that. I need somebody to tell me. Yeah, what's up with that? What, why would that? What would the fine be for? I mean, other than being a douchebag, but yeah, that's right, really odd. You know what I mean? I, I do. That's, so that's little, odd. For so li- I mean, back then, it's obviously a lot more than it is now. Yeah, but still, that's not right? much when you consider what he did. Exactly. So I, I, I don't understand why they would do that. If anybody who is into law, you let us know. That would be great. On to the New York trial, right? Well, on February 25th, Richard passed out and had to be taken to the hospital where he learned he had an ulcer. Oh, my God. He must have been because of so much stress, Mark. Oh, I feel so bad for him. <sighs> he probably was a little uncomfortable with the ulcer. It was a lot of pain if he passed out. Yeah, we should probably put this trial on hold. Oh, my God. The poor guy. Well, he didn't go on, tr- uh, um, on hold. What the judge did, though, was declare the first trial a mistrial because of his illness. Again, why wouldn't he just postpone it? Yeah, that's odd. Somebody needs to help us with that, too. The trial of Marianne Carr began again, but not before this dumbass tried to escape, but of course was unsuccessful. On October 10th, he was sentenced to 25 years. In March, Richard was sent to a men's prison in Manhattan to await the trial of Dee Dee Goddarzy and Jane Doe and also Jean Rayner. July 5th, 1984, he smashed his glasses and tried to slit his wrists right in front of the jury. He was again unsuccessful and had to face another sentencing. This time, he was sentenced to 75 years. All in all, Mark, Richard was sentenced to about 300 years in jail. Thank goodness. Years later, this very sick man had this to say of his crimes. I was able to get almost any woman to do whatever I wanted them to do, psychologically. It's 
godlike almost. You're in complete control of someone's destiny. Like, what a sicko. Yeah, he thinks the world is his oyster. Still, even though he's caught and he's in jail. Richard had only been convicted of five murders, but New Jersey detective Robert Anzalotti believed he had killed more people than anyone knew of. Of course. He had to have. Yep. So the detective kind of befriended Richard, offering him things he couldn't get in jail, hoping he would talk. This worked, and Richard confessed to murdering 29-year-old Nancy Vogel. Remember her? Yep. 13-year-old Jackie Harp. 18-year-old Irene Blaze. 15-year-old Mar- Marianne Pryor. And 16-year-old Lorraine Kelly. Oh, my God. He said he brought them all to hotels, raped, beat, murdered them, and threw their naked bodies into dumpsters. Ugh. That's, oh my God. It's like the biggest point of disrespect Seriously. after what you just did to them as well. He's a truly an evil person. I'm oh sorry. yeah, he's a scumbag. Detective Anzalotti believes Richard could be responsible for many more. Richard Cottingham is currently sitting in the New Jersey State Prison with absolutely no chance of parole. Here is a little twist to add in before we finish this case. Okay. Jennifer Weiss is the daughter of D.D. Good Arzi. I have a hard time saying her name. It's a little bit of a different name. Well, I have a hard time saying lots of names yes. even when I'm different. <laughs> Side note, neither of the skulls in the, of the decapitated women have ever been found or their hands. Wow. Anyway, she reached out to Richard over the years and started writing him letters. Jennifer was adopted when she was four, but found out the truth about what happened to her mother when she was 24. She told PIX11... She went from writing letters to visiting him in 2017. Since then, she has visited him 30 times. She told NewJersey.com, quote, I felt fearless. I felt invincible. I started to write Richard and ask him to put me on his guest list. I made it lighthearted and funny and made it really comfortable for him to say yes. Jennifer wanted information about her mother in return for her friendship. He has apparently apologized many times. Jennifer has said, Quote, he's not thinking like a regular individual. He's a psychopath. Oh, yeah. In gaining information about her mother, Richard made it known he had known the deceased woman for two years. If this is true, Richard could possibly be her father, as she never told, she was never told her who her father was. Can you we can figure that? that out right now. So Richard said he would take a DNA test so she could find out. Can you oh, imagine? Boy. In spending time with him... And finding out information about her mother, he began to talk about other women he killed. Jennifer told PIX11, quote, I believe we've got up to 75 cold cases. So she believes too. So wow. she's, she's saying she befriended him be, because she needed to know more about her mother. Yeah. And she also needed to know or wants to see if she can get him to talk about other it's people he's killed. But like there's pictures of the two of them together and she's like hugging him and it's real. I don't know. Do we have the results? I not, not as of yet. I haven't seen anything. Ugh. So she is, she's, she's doing this to get only to get information about her mother in the hopes that to solve other cases, I do have to say she's a better woman than me. I don't know. But if you think about it, she was only four when she was adopted. So she might've only been like, two or three when her mother her was memories are, are fleeting at best exactly so yes it was her mother but it, i think it would be different if 
her mother was brutally taken from her when she was, say, 16. Yeah. That might be hard. She lived the first, what, what did you say? She was adopted at four, and yep. then she didn't find out until her 20s. 24, yeah. So she lived a life without even knowing this for 20 years. Which I think that was really good of the adoptive parents. Because, I that, you, you know, you can't tell a child that. It, no. it would just, you know. But I thought that was a really interesting t- twist. So I, I have not found any if they've done any dna testing or anything yet i wish we could it makes me really wonder now can you imagine so if they really knew each other for and who i mean this is he's telling her they knew each other for two years who knows but again let's go back to your point if she if she was quote unquote friends with him Didi, for two years why all of a sudden do now do you decide to kill her it's so viciously Right. I mean, removing someone's head in their hands, that is just... That's uh, that's what we call extra. You think? Like, wow. Right? So how does he decide? He had the girlfriend for three years, didn't murder her. This is, like we said before, There's I no find sense. all of this so odd because the, none of it makes sense. But these are also stone-cold killers. Yep, exactly. And, and we're having to take their word for certain things. Yeah, who knows if what she's saying... You know what he told her at least is any true, right? And is he just saying what he thinks she wants? Or is he, to hear? yeah, leading her on so they can, he has a new friend there, right? They can try to meet. And of course, now he's he's older. He's got like a big white beard. He almost looks like Santa Claus. He's got like almost like a a, a non-threatening look about him now. Yeah, but Which, I bet if he was out in the public, oh, probably he would still be killing. But that's what kind of sucks too, in a way, right? Because so she's seeing this version of him. Oh yeah. Where he's so delighted and so sincere when he's apologizing. What a total I'm sorry. I, I sawed off your, your mother's neck. I think this is just another way for him to have control over somebody else. I really do. Probably. Probably. It makes me sick. It does. It's disgusting. It really is. And she's kind of risking her. I mean, I know he's in a maximum security prison, but yikes. Yeah. Like the pictures, they're like standing right next to each other. I'm confused by it all. Yeah. But like I said before, a lot of this could just be a big emotional game to him. Could be. All right. So this episode is going to come out on Friday, June 24th. Not only is it Friday, June 24th, it is also my princess, Little Miss Aubrey's 19th birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, Aubrey! So, happy birthday. Dad loves you. And happy birthday and congratulations on your new job. I just saw that. Congratulations. So proud of you. And we'll end the episode right there. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.